Um, guys, if you've listened to Andy or I on our podcast, like we are usually the ones that say, pay down that debt, right. you know, get right. rid of the debt. Andy <laughs> is completely debt free and we are working on paying our mortgage. That's our last debt. So when we're telling you, you know, let's put a pause on that. Um, yeah. If you can, of course, make the minimums and take care of the essentials, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your goal right now, if you don't have it already, should be focusing on that financial cushion. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill. And today, we're going to do three things. First, I'm going to share two conversations I had with my friend El Martinez from Couple Money and the Thriving Families Facebook community. And that can be found at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community. Make that a little easier for you guys. marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community. So our first chat between El and I is going to be about handling debt and investing during this financial crisis we're in. And then our second chat is going to be about parenting and working at home during the pandemic. And last but not least, my daughter Zoe and I are going to be having a chat about what's going on with the coronavirus, and she's going to read our review of the month. All right, let's jump into today's show with my first chat with El Martinez from Couple Money. Thank you for joining me. I think this is our first thriving family special Q&A or chat. I think it is. (laughs) I think you and I have been talking about doing this for two years, probably. I think we actually had a couple scheduled and we're like, we'll get to that someday. And I think someday has come and and it's very, uh, makes a lot of sense to do it right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And uh, with the circumstances, it's like even more of a challenge. I don't know about you, but my kids are upstairs. (laughs) Mm, Absolutely. Well, enjoying their lunch break. Mine are right outside the door here. So if you hear a little bit of action, that's... uh, that is, that's our family trying to figure out this whole school thing. <laughs> yes, yes. And that is kind of what we're all doing right now is figuring out what the circumstances that change so quickly. How do we not only survive, but thrive as families, which is our group name. Uh, but importantly is how do we financially prepare? So I had just recently asked within the community for a couple of money, uh, what are your concerns? And I got one particular email that I think really summed up a lot of concerns families are having, which is like, how do we prioritize what bills to pay, what goals to pursue when so many things are up in the air? So I'll just read that, Andy. Maybe we can talk it out Sounds good. Um, yeah. and go through the process. So this is from Kelly. Kelly, thank you for sending this in. Uh, she was asking, what do I do about my credit cards? I work for the schools and I might not have a job to return to. There's so many different questions going on. And right now, everything is in my name, and we're living paycheck to paycheck. So our buffer in savings is on the tighter side. So I I think this is a situation many families are dealing with where, depending on the industry you're in, you don't know if your hours are going to be cut or if there's going to be enough runway to take care of the essentials. So why don't we kind of dive into that? Yeah, let's break, let's start yeah. with the credit card side of things, and then maybe mm-hmm. we can talk about you know budgeting and savings and things like that. So for the credit cards, I know you posted mm-hmm. this in our community about 
the credit card companies realizing what's coming or what's happening right now yes. and getting ahead of it. So maybe you want to talk a little bit about what that is. So I don't want to call it good news, but something as a relief. <laughs> it's <new. laughs> yes, it's news. Something right. as a relief. It seems like this time around with the crisis, people are realizing that this is going to be a long-term thing. So companies, including credit card companies, are offering different kind of hardship relief programs. I notice in particular, Apple Pay and Barclays, for example, are telling their customers, they're being proactive in email. So check your emails that you can skip your March payment and not have any penalties for that. And that can be a solution, especially if you don't have, and we'll get into this later, a financial cushion. So any kind of relief that you can get now, we'll probably talk about this a little bit more, but emphasize, take advantage of it now, use it to your family's benefit. And this is absolutely critical. So I am happy that credit cards are stepping up. I've heard also that a lot of them are waiving fees, late fees, if you have to kind of extend payments because the paycheck as you switch over, unfortunately, some families in our group work in the service industry. And so they're going to be relying on unemployment temporarily, at least, hopefully temporarily. So until that makes that transition, take advantage of the program, be proactive, call your credit card companies, and also call your financial institutions because many of them also are offering breaks. Yeah. And in addition to it, let's say, you know, maybe they're not waiving fees or even mm -hmm. if they are, try to figure out a way, I know you can do this too, is mm -hmm. to call them, tell them about your situation and then talk about reducing your interest rate to begin with. You know, that could really mm -hmm. help you too. If you're at a higher interest rate and this is a really hard time for you and your family, maybe this is an opportunity for you to, you know, decrease how much you're actually paying towards those credit card companies. Uh, to your point on, mm -hmm. you know, other yeah. financial institutions doing this too. I got an email from Ally uh, today. I'm a customer of theirs. And I don't have a mortgage with them, and I don't have, mm -hmm. have you know um, uh, some of their other products. But I, it, it's, uh, it sounds as if they're waiving some fees as well, specifically to you know late payments, mm -hmm. um, you know overdraft fees, things like that that might yes. uh, might happen during this time. So a lot of them are getting proactive. So so to Elle's point, contact your you know your financial institutions, your credit card companies, find out what they are doing to help you during this situation so that you can still be a customer of theirs and mm -hmm. everybody can still survive and thrive. So, Yeah, absolutely important. And in terms of housing, great point with the mortgage lenders. Mm -hmm. There is talk. I haven't seen anything official. If I see anything, I will post it in the Facebook group. But some of them are talking about maybe giving a delay, making payments for up to 90 days. We'll see yeah. if that happens. I will definitely notify you. But I just saw that um, HUD, Department of Housing, if you are renting, they are not going to do um, any evictions, and some of them are talking about uh, extending payments for rent and, and working out some kind of arrangement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any, anything you can get right mm -hmm. now for relief, uh, stay on top of the news, and we'll do our best to you know keep mm -hmm. updating on what we know. But again, it's all coming so fast that um, yes. these are opportunities, uh, but they're mm -hmm. also a great way for you guys to find some relief right now. Yes, and kind of let's talk about prioritizing. I know. Credit cards are a stress, one, because of the interest rate, but two, they have a tendency in the industry to kind of hound you if you're not making payments. But for families, I think going again back to the fundamentals, the first thing you have to make sure that you have money for are the essentials, your housing, your utilities, your food, and some form of transportation. Um, hopefully, things will uh, subside or something will happen that if you need to like go to the grocery store, if you need to go to work, you have transportation. So make sure you have that. If you yeah. cannot 
afford that. Credit cards are the least of your concerns in that scenario. You you got to take Absolutely. care of that. Absolutely. We, we don't want to tell you to never pay your credit cards again, but yeah. man, we want to make sure you have some money in the bank right now. This is an emergency. This is the emergency mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. for, for the emergency fund. So um, while it's great to pay off debt and uh, reduce your balances and things like that, uh, take advantage of those opportunities with credit card companies to, you know, erase those fees mm-hmm. for the time being and then focus up on just shoring up some money for you and your family because we don't know how long it's going to last and mm-hmm. nobody can predict what's going on right now. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. Um, guys, if you've listened to Andy or I on our podcast, like we are usually the ones that say, pay down that debt, right. you know, get right. rid of the debt. <laughs> Andy is completely debt free and we are working on paying our mortgage. That's our last debt. So when we're telling you, you know, let's put a pause on that. Um, yeah. If you can, of course, make the minimums and take care of the essentials, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your goal right now, if you don't have it already, should be focusing on that financial cushion. Right. Yeah. And, and now what, I mean, normally, mm-hmm. I don't know what you you say with a couple mm-hmm. money and everything like that, but the, you know, I always felt really good with three months of expenses with this situation. I don't know if people want to keep beefing that up to six or nine months. I don't know what the right number is right now. It's something that people, I, I guess, have to ask themselves internally. But mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where, like, as Kelly's saying, her, she mm-hmm. feels like her job is, you know, uh, in, a, in a tough spot, think about how long you might be out of work before you can actually earn an income. And I know that's tough to predict right now, but... Yeah. It, you want to feel more comfortable than less comfortable right now. So, I mean, yeah, this is one of those spots where you pause on the aggressive debt payments mm-hmm. and any of the, any of the folks that are paying off their mortgage right now are working I on know. that. That's, a, that's very, um, very low on the priority scale. If you don't have a good emergency fund or, or I guess generally in other debt payments too, you want to make sure that you're feeling really good with some cash right now. Yes, definitely. And um, I know between my husband and I, he's the more conservative one. So in this case, I will defer to him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. That's what Nicole said to me this morning. She goes, just to be clear, Andy, (laughs) I don't want you to touch the emergency fund. I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. Because I'm all like stock market. I'm like, hey, well, this is a good time to get some, you know. Oh, yes. Stocks right now and everything like that. And and she's like, let's just be clear. I want to feel very comfortable with what we have in our savings account right now. Like, I got it. I got it. Yeah. And that's something that as couples, I I mean, we both, we talk about this is having those conversations with your spouse because we tend to marry, uh, not exactly our financial opposites, but definitely we have different strengths and also different worries. So for my husband, he's kind of the same way because I'm, I don't want to say like, Hmm, maybe we should just move this (laughs) invest. I like, you know, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with you, but having these conversations about that, but then also prioritizing um, some concerns people have is, should I take money out hmm. of the stock market and maybe put that money in the savings or they're worried about that? Uh, I saw some advice from Paula Pant. It hmm. cracked me up and it was true. It was saying, uh, we are 401k, treat it like the advice they're giving you about your, your face, don't touch yeah. it. Get your right, hands off exactly, of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch your 401k. Don't touch your face. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, the, the, there's, if you touch it, there's lots of penalties as well yes. as this is the, this is the potentially the low point. Right. I mean, so mm-hmm. if we weren't touching it in January when it was at the high point, then, you know, what, what I, I the best thing you could do right yeah. now, because nobody knows and we're mm-hmm. not financial advisors either, is just to keep according to your plan. If you had yeah. a plan with your financial advisor, if you had a plan personally, just stick with that plan and continue on it because this is the time where you get those lower opportunities to buy shares. Um, but that being said, if you don't have your emergency fund in a good spot, 
investing right now is is the lowest uh, lowest in the priority. So you got to think about what's right for your family, but um, the the emergency fund is the major number one thing that I think everybody should be thinking about right now. Absolutely. And it really does depend on your situation. If you're a two-income household, you may feel like having the three months is kind of enough for you. But if you do feel uncomfortable, let your spouse know, like, I'd rather go more conservative yeah. on this. I don't think that's a bad thing in this case. Um, just to be on the safe side because things are always going to be fluid. But I do want to point out too, if you feel uncomfortable, you're feeling like I, I still want to touch my accounts, you know, I want to mess with it. Talk to your local banker credit union and see if they have a, a fee only or fiduciary financial planner if you want some peace of mind. And this is someone that is going to put your interests first, the fiduciary part. That's what makes it important. And I've also seen New York Times is gathering, and I will put the link when I find it, of organizations of financial planners that are giving either free advice or very low cost advice. So if you're at a point where maybe retirement is coming up and you're seeing your your portfolio look low or you're stressing out about next steps, I will find that resource as soon as it's up and put it in Thriving Families. But again, don't mess with anything with your investments. Now is not the time to start, you know, pulling money out of the market. Timing the market's just not a winning uh, situation, especially now. I completely agree. Yeah. And uh, do do what's best for your family right now. Stay mm-hmm. safe. It sounds like the advice that we're getting is to stay home and, um, you know, try to figure out a way to make a new normal for your family and take advantage of it too. This could be a good opportunity yeah. to make some bonding moments that uh, you wouldn't normally have. Yes, I know we are getting a little creative with finding um, projects to do with the kids. We're doing some gardening, some cooking, uh, learning some things. But guys, if you can, set aside even half an hour uh, You know, every day, make the phone calls, check to see what kind of um, benefits or, or kind of hardship reliefs you can get with your lenders. Also talk with your... Um, state, you might have some benefits through your state that are unique, uh, whether it's unemployment benefits or even talk to your employer. Uh, I know that's probably going to be a busy line, but leave a message so they can get back to you and take advantage of any program that you qualify for and use that. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, I know this sounds crazy because we live in the age of up-to-date information, but don't panic. And, and if you feel like you're stressing out, take a step back from the screen. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. And also do your best to find credible sources for your yes. information too. There's, you know, during times like this, there's a great opportunity for people to spread misinformation um, mm-hmm. and maybe make the panic a little worse. So go with those trusted news sources and, and mm-hmm. people that you've always trusted and, um, and make sure that that, uh, you know, you're sticking with that because sometimes other things can come through and make you more nervous than you need to be. Exactly. So guys, this is just a quick tr- chat. Uh, thank you again, Kelly, for sending in that question. I, I think so many people are in the same boat and asking, but stick with your plan, focus on the fundamentals. And if you ever have any questions, please, the, the community, Thriving Families, we're there to support one another with money plus more. Um, leave a question in this thread. I'm going to upload this along with the resources I'll put in the comment section. That way you can check and reach out to your lenders and providers. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Elle, for setting this up. I really appreciate it. Sure. Take care, Andy. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everybody. Let's jump back into the show. 
All right, everybody, let's jump into that second conversation with El Martinez about parenting and working at home during this pandemic. How's it going, El? Oh, it's going well. Um, I think you and I are on the same page. We're learning as we go. Oh, with absolutely. This new, life, new life and routine. <laughs> absolutely. This is one of those things where it's like, uh, I don't think there could have been a, a podcast or a blog article written about how to do this uh, before it all happens. <laughs> <laughs> and so quickly, too. Absolutely. Yes. This is an unprecedented time, and especially for parents who are trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to work from home and raise your your kids and maybe not screw up your marriage too all at the same time. <laughs> I know those are the things I'm worried about. How about you? <laughs> same here. It's just trying to find a routine. I'm grateful that uh, I've been working from home for a few years, so I'm not... Um, it's not completely foreign, but it is different now having my husband right there on that side with his work schedule and then having the girls. I, we have two girls, five and eight. So getting their school work done. So, yeah, it's a lot of juggling. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about um, a couple of things. I thought we'd, we'd walk through just a couple of things. This is going to be a, just a short live, everybody. Yeah. But I thought it would be a cool way to you know talk about the realities of what parents are dealing with right now and, and how we're trying to get it all done. Why don't we start with just generally staying productive because I know a lot of people mm-hmm. who uh, maybe don't have uh, what we have. A, I have a little bit of experience working at home. Yeah. I tell you, you've yeah. got a little bit more, <laughs> um, but maybe we could talk a little bit about for those folks who are just coming into this and saying, mm-hmm. okay, wow. Okay. I've been working at an office or I've been traveling a lot. And now this mm-hmm. is a, this is new to me. Maybe we can give them some tips or, or some thoughts on what we're doing to stay productive at home. Do you have any ideas? Like, I guess, where would you start if you were, you know, uh, Al working in an office for the past couple of years, and this is a brand new day for you. Uh, where would you try to start to create some semblance of order in your life with, with all the craziness? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, my mom is a teacher and she was talking to me about this saying, I have a new respect for you working from home. Cause I realize it takes a lot of discipline. And I would say the first thing you have to do is create a schedule. Um, and, have boundaries with that schedule. So for us, it looks a little bit different. My husband is a software developer. He does have the office job. And so his hours aren't going to shift too, too much. But in his case, we are trying to kind of stagger meetings or like I'm doing this chat with you and he's having lunch with the girls and we're talking it over and having these discussions. And it really is on a week by week basis. But Something that's helped me is having blocks of time where I know I have to get my work done. And for me, I do this before the normal nine to five. I get up at five in the morning and take care of the self-care. And then I start work straight at six to eight. And that's my block of must do's. And of course, the schedule is going to look different for every family, but sit down and say, okay, this is what I need to carve out to get the must-dos for the day. Um, If I schedule meetings, where is that going to be at? Something as simple as maybe saying, yes, I can do that meeting for the office, but I'm heads up, I'm going to do that um, upstairs in the study, for example, or I might be here in the dining room because my spouse needs X amount of time to take care of their projects. And a lot of companies are still learning. So in a sense, we're all in this together. So we haven't seen too much pushback when we are kind of making these suggestions or letting people know, well, okay, this is where I'm going to be here today because we're trying to 
both get our work done. So having a schedule and really having those boundaries helps keep some normalcy. And then also we'll get into this a little bit later. Also with the kids having just blocks of time, they know this is what they're going to be doing. Yeah. So for, for, uh, I like mm-hmm. to get a little nitty gritty. What, yeah. When you're scheduling your day, do you have like a journal or are you writing it on a big whiteboard? What's, what's your thing? Or you use, just use your phone. How does that work? So for me, I have, I use um, index cards. Hmm. So I have colored index cards like right here. Yeah. Where I'll say for the week, these are my must-dos. And of course, you're going to add and take away based on how everything goes. And then each day, I have a white index card that I lay out the schedule. And it really is, especially when you're a couple, having that back and forth conversation. Um, even when I was doing this chat, I was letting my husband know. I said, well, 12 o'clock, this is what I'm planning on doing. I'd love to be downstairs because this is the quietest part of the house to get this done. So we arrange the schedule that way Um, and giving heads up. You definitely um, as much leeway as you can with your spouse, especially if you're in a uh, tight quarter situation with your office space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If there's any separate area for you to do the work, that's great. And obviously Mm -hmm. that becomes a very coveted area too. If people want to, (laughs) your spouse wants to take a little break too. (laughs) Yes, yes. And that's another thing. Um, Balancing productivity is also making sure that in your your schedule off hours that you are off hours. It's not the time to be super productive. The the person that's working 10, 12 hours to prove that they can work from home. No, you're going to burn out um, and you're going to frustrate your spouse, especially if you have kids. You got to share that. So my tip actually can't see it over my shoulder, but we actually got some homebrew kits. And so that's kind of a project that my husband and I are bonding. So when we're off, we're off. Um, That's something we're going to do together. So find something that when the, you know, the kids are asleep or when you're off of work, what can you do as a couple and also as a family together? Yeah, I think that's a good point. And also that schedule you're talking about Mm -hmm. is important for the kids too. So let's talk about that a little bit because... At least as mm-hmm. as a father, I feel like my kids thrive on some sort of direction with their mm-hmm. day. So they they seem to get the most frustrated when Nicole and I have just are exhausted and we're like, we're just letting this day float by because you know what? Because because this is crazy and we have no idea what's happening. And I just stared at the news way too long. Um, mm-hmm. When they, they feel like they thrive mm-hmm. is when we say, hey, here's what our day looks like. Here's when we're going to do academic time. Here's when we're going to get outside and go for a family walk. Mm-hmm. Here's when mommy and daddy need some quiet time and you guys need to figure out something to do because you are also five and eight and yeah. you are, um, you know, you have the ability to, to, to take care of yourself. So uh, how, are, how are you guys managing your schedule with the kids and helping to make them feel like they have a, I don't know, I know what's going on, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's important. Keeping communication like um, we've had this chat today, but also I've been doing interviews. I let them know ahead of time. Like, I need you to be quiet at this time, please. But um, we do blocks of time. So they get up in the morning. I want them to relax. They have their breakfast. We talk about the plan for the day. And then we have from 9 to 1030 is, for example, we do math time or we do an activity that their teachers kind of have like a list of resources. So we looked at it and we're like, okay, Khan Academy is a program um, that they use. Also, they've done some work, I think iStation and a couple others. And we'll say from 9 to 10.30, as long as you're working on X, Y, or Z program, 
and you're hearing, you know, there we had their little study area we created for them, then you're okay. And then after an hour and a half, um, and they break it up. It's not like they just sit there for an hour and a half. You know, kids, they'll do 20 minutes, take a break, 20 minutes, that's fine. Then we do like a morning outside. I, we do gardening. We have a backyard, some projects there, have lunch, and then they'll have another afternoon block. And, you know, every kid is different. So our five-year-old, she literally works maybe 10-minute spurts, takes time off. But she kind of feels like she's a grown-up right now. And we're going to let that let that roll right now. We're like, mommy has an office. Daddy has an office. Look, your big sister has one. And now you got your station. So I think having blocks of time and then also just giving them the space that if they need to get up and walk, you know, to kind of get back into that project, you know, let them be. But they know at this time, this is the area we need you to be at. And this is the stuff you can do and let them choose. Yeah, that's that's very important. The more we can communicate, the better. And uh, as as our friend Paul Vasey just uh, chimed in. Hey, said, Paul. <laughs> Paul says, uh, yes, structure works for everyone. I completely agree, Paul. I think mm-hmm. that uh, not only do we need it to stay productive with our work, yeah. but I think our kids need it to, I guess, have some a semblance of, hey, you know what, we're going to get through this. And the reason we bought this house, the reason we have yes. this house and the structure and that you're inside and safe is that your parents are going to help you get through this. Um, maybe we could talk a little bit about some difficult conversations too, that uh, we've never really had before. I think one that I, mm-hmm. one that I had recently was with my son, Calvin. He absolutely loves playing with our next door neighbors. And oh yeah. Lately, it's been one of those things where he doesn't quite understand all the details of what's going on. And it's been tough to tell him, no, you can't see your friend right now because uh, we, we are all staying indoors and, they're saying, well, for how long? How long? And unfortunately, mm-hmm. those are the times where you just say, I don't know. I don't know how long because mm-hmm. I feel like in the beginning, I wanted to be yeah. like, oh, well, it's just it's just going to be a week or something or yeah. just be a couple of days. But honestly, lately, I don't know the answer to that. So we're just kind of going day by day. Has, has there been any difficult conversations you've had to have with your kids recently? We have. It's It was personal. We had a scare, thankfully. It, they came out negative. My husband had two coworkers that were showing symptoms and mm-hmm. um, he was in meetings with them and everything. And my mom who was staying with us because uh, she's making this transition to Raleigh, she does have a compromised immune system. She has a respiratory disorder. So uh, we were worried about that. And our oldest eight is very sensitive. Lily is just, if she sees someone like that's hurt, it concerns her. And so she was like, is grandma going to be in the hospital? Is this going to happen? Um, but we, we found was calmly letting her know what we're doing to tackle the situation. Not that we had all the answers about whether this test was going to be positive or negative, or even when we were going to hear. Uh, but we told her, don't worry, this is what we're going to do. Grandma's going to go back to her house, um, about an hour away. She's going to be fine. She has her groceries. Everything's good. We're going to do FaceTime every day. You can talk with her in the afternoons. So we'll be here and then we'll wait to see what daddy's coworker says about the test. So um, limiting the news for her, we'll actually do YouTube clips of things we've seen before. That way she can be informed, but not be overwhelmed. Yeah. And then I think she finds comfort for ex- explaining what we're doing in this situation, not that we have all the answers, but we have some plan and just reminder, like the whole point of this is not just to keep us safe, but keep your grandma safe, keep our neighbors safe um, and follow the directions. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the main ingredient right now. Yes, this is mm-hmm. all about personal finance. You and I like to talk about yes, personal finance, but <laughs> this is a lot about safety. We want to make sure that everybody's feeling safe, healthy, and at home. And um, so, I, I appreciate your time today, L. One one other thing okay. I wanted to talk about at the end before before we jump is mm-hmm. um, this general feeling from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, how how much truth there is there to this, but I think that. Um, you know, some parents might be overwhelming themselves right now too. You know, mm-hmm. you've been doing so much, mm-hmm. uh, especially for for our working female uh, uh, females out there too that have been working very very difficult, uh, very very hard in their jobs, and then they come home and they have a, a home as well as kids. And sometimes, I know for my wife, she's feeling mm-hmm. like, man, I have to revert back to continuing to do my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, at home, as well as, you know, try to make sure these kids are educated, getting educated, as well as, you know, <laughs> keeping a household uh, a under, under wraps. And, um, you know, I, I am doing my best to jump in mm-hmm. and help her too with all of those things. And we're trying our best to split that time. Mm-hmm. But is this a time where we just collectively give ourselves a little bit of grace and say, absolutely, this is going to be harder than normal and we just got to go for it, right? I, I don't know. What do you think? Absolutely. And I think also you, you're doing the right thing. We've had this conversation too, because it does shift how I work, how he works is letting um, each other know. Like the other day I said, I feel kind of overwhelmed. I had like the podcast to take care of. I had some work for some clients and I felt like I wasn't going to get it done in time. And so I had to be clear. I was like, do you mind in the evenings? I need you from this time to this time. uh, So I can knock this out. And of course he was fine with that. Um, but it's very easy, I don't know, f- for you and Nicole, but you almost want them to read your mind. <laughs> Are you like, <laughs> should it be obvious oh, yeah. that, you know, like I, I got too much on my plate, but this is really time to give each other grace and then also make sure that you're setting aside time for just the two of you. I know we are parents and we put our kids first and it's absolutely, you know, critical taking care of them, but set aside time to just vent to talk to bond and to um you know find a way to connect i think the 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 mind reading point is so spot on too because (laughs) we're all in this house together and we're maybe we're thinking i know i do this i'm like well Mm-hmm. She would help out with this right now, but uh, yeah, I'm you not get the saying eye. it. You but if I didn't say eye. it, right? Then, like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta communicate, right? We gotta communicate, mm-hmm. and and a big part of that communication, to your whole point, as, mm-hmm. as we began this conversation, is creating a schedule that people can rely on, and as well as maybe just have some normalcy in our lives. So, yes. I think this is a great conversation, Elle. Thank you, thank you very much for doing this. And in the spirit of giving our spouses a little bit of a break, why don't why don't we wrap this up? <laughs> yes. And uh, and then and then thank everybody for for listening in. I saw that uh, Kevin Griffin joined us as well, and and Paul Vasey. Thank you so much for jumping in and, and contributing and uh, sharing with us today. Uh, and everybody, I think uh, Elle and I might do a few more of these. So, uh, Elle, thank you very yeah. much for doing this thank um, you guys take care and thank you andy i appreciate it absolutely absolutely let's keep staying sane together yes this this (laughs) madness so thanks everybody have a great day take care during times like these i am so glad to have a friend like l to chat with and help us all figure out how to thrive in the time of crisis Here are my top three takeaways from my two chats with L. Martinez. Number one, save first and pay down debt second. If you're finding yourself out of work or you've got your hours decreased from your employer or you're 
prospects of employment are not looking that great right now, it's time to shore up your emergency fund. Now, having three months of expenses is good. Six months lately might even be better because this is a crazy time we're living in. So find some ways to save more during this time so you're feeling a little bit more comfortable. And actually, it might be easier than you think since we can't leave the house. So the entertainment budget, the gas, you know, those things like that we normally spend on, you're not going to be spending as much. And it might sound funny coming from the anti-debt guy, but this is an okay time to decrease your debt payments if you need to. You know, crazy times, they call for crazy action. Number two, keep investing according to your plan. Now, you may feel panicked about what's going on in the stock market lately. All the up and down, man, it's completely understandable to be freaking out a little bit. Our net worth, personally, our family net worth has gone down by over $100,000, and then it went back up, and then it went back down again. It is nuts. But if we are long-term investors and we keep investing through dollar-cost averaging, we're going to be able to buy more shares during these low times. Now, our family is going to keep riding that roller coaster and hopefully grow our wealth along the way. So keep doing what your plan was before all this craziness happened, and you'll be heading in the right direction. Number three, create a family schedule and support your spouse. To create some normalcy for your family, develop a schedule for a typical weekday and then do your best to stick to it. This is going to help your kids feel better. This is going to help you feel better. This is going to help your spouse feel better. Also, talk to your spouse about how you can best support them and their goals and their much-needed self-care during this coronavirus season. By partnering together, you and your family are going to get through this. Thank you so much, Al, for sharing with us today. I wish you and your family safe and healthy days ahead. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one quick thing to support this show. Please leave me a review in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Those reviews help more people to find this family-empowering show. So to encourage you to leave a review of the show, each month we do a book giveaway. So we received two reviews for last month, and we're going to be doing a book giveaway offer right now. And as a reminder, this quarter, we're going to be giving away three different books from past podcast guests, Beyond Piggy Banks and Lemonade Stands by Liz Frazier, The Proximity Principle by Ken Coleman, or number three, Quit Like a Millionaire by Christy Shen and Bryce Luong. And to help me pick the winner this week, I've got my assistant Zoe Hill here with me once again. How is it going, Zoe? Good. Oh, baby, I'm so glad that you're here. This means a lot to me that you do this. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, Zoe, you've been out of school for three weeks now. What's your favorite part about not being in school? Um, I get to stay in my pajamas and I get to sleep in. Oh, that's good. Sleeping in is good and it's healthy and staying in your pajamas is a lot of fun. What about, what's your least favorite thing about being out of school? Well, I can't play with my friends. Yeah. And I don't get to go to birthday parties. Yeah, lots of canceled birthday parties. I think we had three or four in March and they all got canceled. That's a bummer. So what are we doing to stay safe in our family about coronavirus? 
um, staying home, washing our hands, make sure we cough in our elbows. Um, we can stay six feet away from people. Yeah, very smart. So, yeah, if we go for a walk or something like that, or we stay away from people about six feet away. And keep your body clean. Yes, keeping our bodies clean, absolutely. So when all of this coronavirus craziness is all over, what's the first thing you want to do to celebrate? Go to California again. Yeah, you loved California. We had a blast with your cousins. That was that was a lot of fun. Very cool. Awesome. Well, Zoe, thank you very much for sharing with me today. Are you ready to do this review? Yes. Awesome. Okay, here we go. You know what to do. We got two reviews last month, so you tell her what to do. Alexa, pick a number between one and two. One. Awesome. Okay, well, our first review comes in from Ellen Moretto. She says, this is my favorite podcast. What a nice compliment. All right, we're going to have Zoe read it. This is hands down my favorite podcast. I feel like I've learned so, so much from Andy and all his guest speakers that I've started having conversations with my HR about 401ks and the company match. It's been a great motivator for paying off $30,000 of consumer debt. We're even planning on paying off our mortgage early and eventually retiring early. If you need financial motivation, I highly recommend this podcast. Thanks, Andy. So that was awesome. Thank you so much for reading that. And thank you, Ellen. Ellen, I do not have your email, though, so you got to send me an email at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com so I can contact you, and then we will send you your book of choice, the ones we read earlier. So please reach out to me. I appreciate it, and we'll be doing this again next month. Zoe, are you going to show up again next month and hang out with me? Yes. Awesome. Well, I love you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. And everybody, if you want to have your review read by Zoe Hill on this podcast, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and take a screenshot of that review and email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com so I can thank you on this show. I would like to say something. Alexa, fart. That was a muffled one. Would you like to hear another fart? Yes. That was a cheek wobbling one. Try asking me for a difficult part or say random. Now we know what our kids have been doing at home during this coronavirus craziness. This month on the show, we've got an incredible lineup. Next week, April 13th, couples financial counselor Adam Cole talks to us about how to stop money fights before they happen. April 20th, our mortgage-free segment is back, and we're going to be featuring Kevin Hooper from Illinois. He paid off his mortgage in five years, and we're going to break down how he did it so darn fast. And then the last Monday of the month, April 27th, financially independent millionaire Patrick M.A. is going to share how the last recession affected his plans for the American dream and how that adversity helped him to prepare for this new downturn. I appreciate all of you listening and supporting this show. I am a new small business owner, so you guys listening and supporting, it means the world to us, especially during this downturn. So I'm going to keep rocking it this month and providing you a lot of helpful info to keep your families thriving. 
In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Martin Luther King Jr. We must accept finite disappointment, but we must never lose infinite hope. We're all going to get through this rough patch, my friends. Carpe diem. 